Well, it's good to be back in the Lord's house this evening. And uh, boy, I'm glad I've got a church that prays for one another. Glad the Bible says how good and how pleasant it is that brethren dwell together in unity. And uh, boy, I know this church prays for me and for my family. And uh, pray for each and every one of you. And uh, thankful for the opportunity uh, to be able to be here tonight back at Bible Baptist Church. And uh, thank the Lord for what He did this morning. Thankful for the liberty that we have. And uh, thankful for to uh, be able to stand again this evening. And uh, just looking forward to what the Lord's going to do this week. Amen. I want you to take your Bibles tonight to Job chapter number 14. Job chapter number 14, familiar passage of Scripture. And uh, no doubt you know some of these verses probably by memory and by heart that we'll read here. Uh, Job chapter number 14. If you find your place there in the Word of God, let's all stand together. If you find your place there, say amen. 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 Job chapter number 14, verse number 1. The Bible says this, Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. and Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as a hireling his day. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. And though the root thereof wax old in the earth and though the stock thereof die in the ground, Yet through the sin of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? As the waters fell from the sea, and the flood decayeth and dryeth up, so man lieth down and riseth not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. You can be seated this evening. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity God, and the privilege, Lord, to be able to stand tonight. God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, thank you, Lord, for a place where we can come on the side of the road, Lord, and worship you, Lord, in freedom and in liberty and spirit and in truth. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us now. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch me. God, I'm inadequate, Lord, within myself. God, the arm of flesh will fail us. Lord, I know, God, if you help us, Lord, you you hold us up. Lord, you undergird us with strength. Lord, I know, God, that we can accomplish that which you desire. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to be a help to your people tonight, Lord. God, we ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Job chapter number 14, as we've already said tonight is a familiar passage of Scripture. And Job here is uh, musing or thinking on his afflictions here. And uh, he says in Job chapter number 14 and verse number 1, he said, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And boy, isn't that the truth, amen? Every one of us in here tonight has trouble. We can associate with Job and we can relate with him. And just by way of introduction, I want you to see this tonight. I want you to see man's disposition tonight. 
Job said this. He said, man that is born of woman. That right there is the source for every bit of our trouble tonight. By our very nature, by our very character and our disposition, uh, you and I received the curse that was passed down uh, from Adam tonight and you and I are sinful flesh at best. Amen. Uh, for the Bible says this, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible says this, uh, that there's none righteous, no, not one, uh, that we're not able to do good within ourselves. for no good thing dwells in our flesh. A man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's man's disposition tonight. Amen. Now I hate to burst your bubble and you might think yourself to be something more than what you are uh, but neighbor you and I are full of trouble. We're full of sin. We're full of depravity and outside of the Lord Jesus Christ you and I are nothing tonight. Amen. So we see man's disposition but then I find this in verse number one. I find man's duration. Job said this. He said that we are a few days and full of trouble. Now the Bible tells us this in Psalms chapter number 90 and verse number 12. The psalmist says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. James said this, that our life is just a vapor. It's here at one moment and then it's gone the next. And the Bible tells us to number our days because our days and our life here in this world world is limited, amen, and the only thing that matters at the end of our life uh, from birth to death is what we did with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and what we did with the resources uh, and the opportunities that he gave us. If we look at the life of Job and we see the trouble that he was found in and we see the affliction of his flesh, uh, it ought to do one thing for us uh, and that's open up our heart and mind uh, to the reality that our days are numbered, our days are limited, and brother, you and I better be busy about the Father's business because one day we'll wake up with gray hair and our best days behind us with the question lingering in our heart, what did we do for God, amen? So the Bible talks about Job's, uh, our man's disposition, and then the Bible talks about uh, man's duration, but then we see man's difficulty tonight, amen? The Bible says that we're full of trouble, amen. Man from the very beginning, man from his very nature is frail, he's mortal, he's suffering, and he's sinful tonight, amen. Man is full of trouble. How many of you can relate with that, amen? From the day that you got saved, you realize this, that the Christian life is not a bed of roses, it's not a cakewalk, it's not something easy tonight, but it's full of obstacles, it's full of difficulty, it's full of shortcomings, it's full of disappointments, and brother, you think about the day Job woke up and he had all that substance and he had all that property and he had all those things and boy in just a few verses with four messengers coming and knocking on the door and before one finished the other came and before he finished the other came and before they could even finish a trouble had darkened Job's life tonight amen the Bible tells us that he's full of trouble, amen. And you and I, our life is full of trouble, amen. We notice the trouble, we notice the difficulty, 
in Job's life. We see Job's difficulty in life today. You remember there in the first chapter of Job how Job went and he sacrificed for his children and the Bible tells us that he he sacrificed for them just in case, just by chance that they had cursed God in their heart, amen. Job went to sacrifice before the Lord. He built that altar and he brought those sacrifices day in and day out for his children and he, you, we realize this tonight that Job had difficulty in life. I mean, you look at the possessions of Job. You look at uh, the things that he had, all the cattle, all the oxen, all the camels, all, all the possessions, all the children that he had. How many of you know this, that children have to be fed? How many of you know this, that stables have to be cleaned? And it seems like the more and more uh, responsibility that God put on Job, uh, the more that he was accountable for and the more trouble he had tonight, amen? And boy, it seems like that. The more and more that you go through life tonight and the more things you acquire and the more relationships that you, that come into your life and the associations that you have, the more that God gives you favor with and the more that God puts on you and the greater things and the greater influences that God puts in your life, it seems like there's more and more trouble tonight, amen. Job found that there was difficulty in life, amen, but then Job found out there was difficulty in loss. Boy, Job Job woke up one day and everything changed in one day. Everything changed in just a moment. And brother, I'm telling you, life is so frail. Boy, we think we're on top of the world one moment and then tragedy strikes or somebody brings some bad news or something happens in our life. And the Bible talks about the thing which Job feared. It happened to him. And brother, your greatest fears arise and your greatest fears come true. And you find out the things that you once had, you don't have them anymore. And God has allowed those things uh, to come out of your possession uh, and slip through your fingers uh, and you realize uh, that there is loss in, uh, there is difficulty in loss tonight, amen. There's difficulty in life, but there's difficulty in loss. There's people in here that have lost loved ones. There's people in here that have lost children, they've lost parents, they've lost, lost possessions through the difficulties that life presents. Job not only found difficulty in life, he found difficulty in loss, but then he found difficulty in love. Job's wife came to him and said this, Job, why don't you just chunk it all? Why don't you just forget the whole thing? Hey, you all, you've lost all these things anyway. Why don't you just curse God and die? And boy, how many times in our life, if we're not careful, we'll let those that even mean well influence our life and influence our walk with God. And Job found out even with those he loved, there was difficulty, amen. You say, what was all the difficulty for? What was all of the trouble about? Well, when Job began to look around and look at his situation, I noticed this in verse number three of Job chapter number 14. Look what the Bible says. He said this, he asked this question. He said, and dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Job saw himself. Job looked at himself and he saw the affliction. And brother, I'm telling you, when you get your eyes on yourself and you get the mully grubs and you look at what you don't have and you look at what God hasn't done and you look at the 
things that have slipped through your fingers and the things that you've lost and you set your eyes on yourself, then you will find trouble tonight, amen. Job not only saw himself, but Job saw his sin, amen. Look with me in verse number 16. The Bible says this, for now thou numberest my steps, dost not thou watch over my sin? And then he said this in verse number 17. He said, my transgression is sealed up in a bag and thou sowest up mine iniquity. You know what Job did? He began to listen to his friends. He began to listen to those negative voices and they said, Job, it's because you've sinned that these things have come upon you and he began to listen to a negative voice. He listened to the wrong voice and he found trouble, amen. amen. He looked at his sin. He was convinced that his friends were right, that he'd done something wrong, that he'd messed up somewhere, that he'd angered God somewhere and God was judging him in his sin. So Job saw himself, Job saw his sin, but then look with me in verse number 22. The Bible says this, but his flesh upon him shall have pain and his soul within him shall mourn. Job saw his sorrow. Brother, I'm telling you, the things that happened to Job, it's like it was sorrow upon sorrow. It was evil upon evil. It was disappointment upon disappointment. And Job looked around and he saw nothing but negativity. He saw nothing but destruction. And he had his eyes on his sorrow. And in the midst of all that affliction, he became depressed. He became depressed and he forgot the fact that God had a purpose for every single thing that God had allowed to come into Job's life. Amen. Boy, Job is sitting there in the ashes. He's sitting there in the midst of what he used to have. He's sitting in the remnants of a great household. He's sitting in the remnants of what used to be a great family and what used to be great possessions. And he realizes that he'd lost of the nearest and dearest things to his heart. And he looked around and he found nothing but trouble tonight. Amen. Boy, this is what man says about trouble. This is what Job says about trouble. And boy, if we're not careful, we'll be lured into this and we'll be sitting around and we'll be looking at our situation and we'll be looking at our mishap and we'll be looking at our difficulty and we'll let it drag us down and we'll let it depress us and we'll go down into a downward spiral and we'll forget about God. We'll forget about the Bible. You can forget a prayer life. You can forget about fellowship because at the end of the day, when you set your eyes on your trouble and set your eyes on your sorrow, all you'll find is yourself in the midst of your trouble. And this is what man said about trouble. This is what Job said about trouble, but I couldn't help but think about this. In, in Job chapter number 14, we find what man says about trouble. We find what Job says about trouble, but in John chapter number 14, uh, there's a different look. Uh, there's a different glance. Uh, uh, there's a different outlook. Uh, uh, there's hope. Uh, when we look in John chapter number 14, and Job said, man, that is born of woman in full day, a few days, and full of trouble but thank God Jesus said this 
He said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And that where I am there, you may be also. Job looked around and he saw nothing but negativity. He saw nothing but depression. He saw nothing but destruction and he was without hope. But I'm glad, thank God for Job 14.1 in your life. There's a John 14.1 and Jesus speaks up and he speaks hope and he speaks peace and he speaks victory to our life. Amen. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight. The truth about trouble. The truth about trouble. Amen. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. I'm glad that we don't have to wind up like Job, amen. I understand in Job 42, Job got everything back, but in Job 14, Job couldn't see Job 42. He could not see the end result, and all he could see was trouble tonight. But I'm glad Jesus speaks up in the midst of Simon Peter's failure, in the midst of the disciples. He speaks up, and he speaks a message of hope, amen. John chapter number 14. I want you to see this, the truth about trouble. Number one, I want you to find this with me in John chapter number 14. You can turn over there with me. I see the prescription for trouble tonight. The prescription for trouble. Jesus said this in verse number one. He said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me tonight, amen. You know what, in in the truth about trouble, I find the prescription for trouble. Now this is gonna be real deep tonight. This is gonna be real theological. Let's fasten your seatbelt tonight and hold on. Hey, the best thing you can do tonight with your trouble is to cast it on the Lord and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in him and put your faith in him and cast your burden on the Lord tonight, amen. He said, let not your heart be troubled, amen. You know what got Job in the mess that he was in? You know what Job looked around and saw the difficulty and saw the depression? You know why he did that? Because he listened to his heart tonight, amen. And Jeremiah told us this. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things. It's desperately wicked tonight. And God says this. He said, I know that your heart is a battlefield. I know that there's difficulty. I know there's deception. I know there's doubt in the midst of your heart. He said, but I don't want your heart to be troubled. You don't have to look at yourself. You don't have to look at your difficulty. But thank God if you believe in God, believe also in me and cast your trouble on me and let me help you tonight, amen. Young person, I want to tell you this tonight. That the devil is in a battleground for you. You are the prize tonight on the battleground for Satan. Satan is after your body. Satan is after your mind. But in order to get your body and in order to get your mind, the devil first has to get your heart tonight, amen. You better guard your heart with all diligence tonight. 
Young lady, you better be careful who you give your heart to. Young man, you better be careful who you give your heart to tonight. Hey, adult, you better be careful who you, who you let into your heart. And you better be careful of the secrets you tell. Hey, the Bible says a fool utters all his mind tonight. You better be careful who you talk to. You better be careful who you open up to because the devil is after your heart tonight, amen. But the prescription for trouble is this. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Why did Jesus say that? Why did Jesus proclaim this truth? We know that he was God in the flesh. He was God incarnate. We know all of those things, those doctrinal positions. But why did would Jesus say this? Why did he say you believe in God? Uh, believe also in me? Uh, because everything that God was, uh, everything that God embodied, uh, everything that God is and God represents uh, and God consists of is bound up in the person and the word and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, amen. Jesus said this. He said, when you look at me, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That little boy back there, a lot of people tell me he looks like me. Some people say he looks like his mama. I don't know. I think he looks like daddy tonight, amen. Say amen. I'm telling you, he looks like his daddy tonight, amen. And if you've seen that boy, it's a direct reflection and it's a direct image of the Father tonight. And everything that God is, the Bible says that God is a spirit, amen. And you say, preacher, does God have a body tonight? What does God look like tonight? I'm telling you, thank God, one of these days uh, we'll behold him in all of his glory. Uh, we'll behold him in all the persona of God tonight. Uh, and you say, who is it? It's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, amen. I'm glad Peter said this. He said, casting your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Amen. We find the prescription for trouble. Guard your heart with all diligence tonight. Amen. Not only do we find the prescription for trouble, but moving on tonight, I find the place for trouble. The place for trouble. Look what Jesus said there in verse number two. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you tonight, amen. So I see that it is a, a prepared place tonight, amen. Aren't you glad tonight that one of these days all the affliction, all the sorrow, all the, all the things here and uh, in, in now that we deal with uh, will one day be over. Uh, they'll all succumb. Uh, they'll all fade, fade out to the honor and the glory of God. I'm telling you the brightness of his coming. It will outshadow everything, every sorrow, every heartache that we have. When he comes back again, every single bit of that will be over. And Jesus said this. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus talking about that place. You say, what is that place? Well, I don't believe this tonight, that Jesus is going and building me a mansion right now. I don't believe that he's going and he's building you a mansion right now. You say, why do you say that tonight, preacher? Because he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. That's present tense, is it not? I'm not an English whiz, but that's right now, amen. 
And he said, that's a prepared place for you, amen? Uh, But not only do we find a prepared place, uh, but thank God we find a passionate place. We find uh, that special place. And he said this, he said, I go away to prepare a place for you, amen? And now keep this in mind tonight. At the end of chapter number 13, Simon Peter said this, he said, Lord, he said, I'll die for you. And Jesus said this, he said, the car, the cock's not going to crow until you deny me three times. Uh, so there in Simon Peter's failure uh, at that pivotal moment uh, between Simon Peter and the Lord and his disciples, Jesus said this. He said, Simon Peter, you're going to fail me. You're going to let me down. You think you're a hot shot right now. You think you've got it all together right now. He said, but Simon, here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's what I'm going to do for your failure. Here's what I'm going to do for your sin. Here's what I'm going to do for your trouble. He said, I go away uh, to prepare a place for you tonight. Amen. You say, what was that place? I believe this tonight. Now don't fall out with me. You ain't got to believe this. Uh, But I believe that he was talking about Calvary. I believe that he was talking about the cross tonight. He was going to provide a a place of forgiveness. Uh, He was going to provide a a place of rest tonight. Uh, And thank God, rest assured just for Simon Peter there was a place and there's a place for you tonight amen glad I can take my troubles to the foot of the cross glad I can take my troubles to Calvary and you say well Jesus bought redemption at Calvary did he not he sure did but I'm telling you when Jesus was suspended upon the cross between heaven and earth he bought so much more than redemption he bought so much more than forgiveness but he bought a place of rest he bought a place of peace he bought a place of completion and he bought a place where you and I could bring our trouble tonight amen find a prescription for trouble moving on we find the place for trouble but then I noticed that there's a parallel in trouble there's a parallel in trouble back in Job chapter number 14 Job said this he said for there is hope of a tree he said if it be cut down that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground yet though the sin of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. He said but man dieth and wasteth away yea man giveth up the ghost and where is he? Now we're back on Job and Job's got his eyes on his trouble. Job's got his eyes on his difficulty and God the Holy Ghost inspired Job to write this down. The writer of Job to pin this down tonight. Amen. And Job looked at a tree and all Job saw was a tree being planted. He saw a tree growing. He saw a tree flowering and fruiting. And then he saw a tree reach the end of its life and then it was cut down and it died. And he compared that to the life of man. And boy, I'm telling you, you look Look at the tree uh, through the eyes of Job. All you find is doubt. All you find is despair. All you find is hopelessness. Uh, all you find is death. Uh, and when Job looked at the tree, uh, that's all he found tonight. Uh, but I'm glad the Bible says this, uh, that Jesus set his face uh, like a flint toward Calvary. Uh, and we looked at Job's tree and we saw death uh, and we saw despair. Uh, but thank God I'm glad uh, there was a 
another tree. I'm glad the old rugged cross, Jesus went to the cross. And when you look at Job's tree tonight, you see hopelessness, you see despair, and you see death. But when you look at the tree that Jesus bore and hung on for the sins of mankind, you find hope and you find help in your time of trouble tonight, amen. I'm glad there's a parallel in trouble. Boy, you look at trouble through the eyes of Job, you'll be sorry. You'll be full of sorrow. You'll be, you won't be worth shooting tonight. But I'm glad you can look at your despair. You can look at your trouble through the eyes of Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. And I want to ask you this question. How do you view your trouble? You look at trouble through your eyes, the eyes of Job, the eyes of man tonight. There are obstacles in your life that you in the power of your flesh will never be able to overcome. There are things in your life that you deal with day in and day out and there is no hope and no promise of hope. But I'm glad when you cast your burden on the Lord, I'm glad when you look at your trouble the way God sees it tonight. I'm glad when you look at your trouble through the eyes of the cross. Job was acquainted with trouble and Jesus was acquainted with trouble and surely you and I tonight are acquainted with trouble but I'm glad God gives us hope and God gives us help in the midst of our trouble tonight amen if you're lost tonight you're in trouble you're headed for hell tonight under the condemnation of the judgment of God I'm telling you, if you'll cast your trouble upon the Lord, if you'll repent of your sins and be saved, uh, thank God, thank God, thank God, there is a parallel tonight. Uh, Though it looks dark now, uh, though it looks bad now, uh, thank God there is hope over the horizon. You know what the difference is between Job's tree and Jesus' tree? A resurrection. Amen. I'm telling you, Job, he saw no hope. He reached the point of death with his tree and he gave that illustration and it was over. Life was cut off. But I'm glad, thank God, when Jesus was in the tomb on the third appointed day, he got up just like he said. Amen. Not only do we find the prescription for trouble, there's a place for trouble. Then I see the parallel of trouble, but then I find the person for trouble. John chapter number 14 and verse number 6. Jesus said to Thomas, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Can I say just a word about this person for trouble tonight? Amen. Jesus is the way. What is he the way for? He's the way for a detoured man tonight. Amen. He is the way for a detoured man. Maybe maybe trouble tonight has got you out off track tonight. Maybe there's difficulty in your life. Maybe there's sin in your life tonight and it's detoured you. It's got you out of the will of God. It's it's gotten you out of God's plan for for your life tonight. I'm glad that there is a person for trouble and Jesus is the way for a detoured man tonight, amen. But then I see this, he's the truth for a deceived man, amen. He is the truth for a deceived man. Boy, there's so many things that people can believe in. There's so many things that people stretch out their arms and try to grab a hold of. And boy, I'm telling you, I don't know how people without God make it through their trouble, but I'm glad tonight that Jesus is the truth for a deceived man tonight, amen. But then I see this. 
that Jesus is the life for a dead man. If you're dead in your trespasses and sins, Jesus Christ is the answer. If you're burdened down with sin, if you're burdened down with the, the, the sorrows and the troubles of life tonight, hey, Jesus Christ is the answer tonight. I told you I didn't have anything new tonight, but I wanted to remind you where we can put our burdens. I wanted to remind you where you can cast your trouble tonight because here's the thing. We're, we're having five days of meeting coming up. And boy, if you walk in here with, with the bully grubs, you walk in here with sorrow, you walk in here with your mind on your trouble, then you can forget getting any help. You can forget contributing to the service. You can forget being a help and a blessing to your church tonight. But if you'll cast that burden on the Lord, if you'll get help with your trouble tonight, hey, then you can be a blessing and get blessed all the while. Amen. Thank God I'm glad there's some truth for our trouble tonight, while the pianist comes, the musicians, whatever they're going to do, Brother Gravely's going to come in just a moment. But I wonder this, while we stand all over the Lord's house tonight, you've been good listeners, I appreciate that. I wonder this, while we, come, while we stand tonight, why don't you come? Maybe there's some trouble in your life, some trouble in your heart that nobody knows anything about. But I'm telling you what, there's a God in heaven who knows. There's a God who sees your burden. There's a God who wants to help you tonight, amen. Some are coming. Why don't you come and do business with the Lord? Listen, we don't have to sing 14 verses. We don't have to plead and prod. Hey, if the Lord's spoken to your heart about something tonight, if you've got a burden, why don't you come and lay that down? You know what the tragedy is in Baptist churches all across America? It's people walk in with burdens. They walk in with trouble. They walk in with heartache and they're burdened down and a preacher gets up and preaches hope to their situation. And you know what they do? They come in those doors with a burden and they leave the very same way they came in. I'm telling you this tonight. There's help for you. There's hope for your situation tonight. Mind the Lord. Do business with Him tonight. Amen.